Assalamu alaikum, everybody. My name is Zainab, and I'm here with my amazing co-host. NJ, alaikum assalam. I hope you all are doing well. We are here today with a guest speaker. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Uh, you guys can call me Miss H for this podcast, inshallah. And you're listening to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. We're here, no sponsors yet. I want to be grateful for all the listeners. I have checked our stats literally the previous night and we had 10 listens and you guys I know that's not a big number but that made me happy extremely happy so I'm really proud of us thank you guys so much for how you received our podcast launch and I hope you stick around and share it with your friends family friends even enemies but yeah today what are we going to be discussing NJ today we're going to be talking about a day-old question that has been that I think most of us have used and that we don't really mean it that's the question to ask am I really fine I don't know and I think that pleasantry is something that we should address. Do we wholeheartedly answer that question just to say that we're fine? Or do we do it as a social obligation? What do you think? I agree. I agree. I feel like a lot of times when people ask you, how are you doing? They don't just ask you just so, they ask you just to be nice because that's what you do when you talk to people. You ask them how they're doing and then you try to find something from that response to move on with the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I don't feel the need to respond to how I'm really doing because I don't feel comfortable maybe telling certain people how I'm really doing or maybe because sometimes I don't think people actually want to know how you're doing. I think they just ask because they have to. I Agree. I sometimes feel like it is, you know how we have motorized responses and that we engage in them subconsciously all the time. And I feel like that phrase, hey, how are you doing? I'm fine is one of those ingrained responses in us. And sometimes we don't even realize we're saying I'm fine, but we're actually not fine. Could be having a horrible day and we'll be like, yeah, I'm okay with the biggest smile on your face. And then I'm like, Bur- boiling inside saying oh my god this happened this happened what the heck okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> honestly i feel like i'm not like the other girls do like if i'm not okay i'll just say i'm i'm okay instead of i'm fine i'm fine means i'm doing well whereas i'm okay is just like life is lifing but i'm still here mm-hmm, like, life is lifing <laughs> oh yeah okay guys we have a guest speaker who hasn't chimed in what do you think miss h so both of your answers tie with what i think basically i have two answers to this one uh as you mentioned Zainab, it kind of just depends on like who who the person that, that that's asking is like if do I actually feel comfortable in telling you oh I did terrible on my exam today or something so there's that and even like if you are actually good or not um just like uh NJ mentioned with uh motorized responses so it's kind of like something that's like stuck on your tongue that you can say normally like when we say I'm good alhamdulillah right so we say alhamdulillah it's like you know I'm thankful for whatever I'm going through, whether that is good or good or bad. So it's kind of like just that motorized phrase, kind of like when you have, you know, everybody has that friend that like, mashallah, they have like, you know, certain words, like they always say, mashallah, alhamdulillah, like that's always like on their mouth. So it's like, we've gotten to the point where everybody just their normal response to the, hey, how are you question? Because that's what we all break into for a conversation. It's like, I'm good, alhamdulillah. I'm not at that level where I'm going to discuss all the details. And even mm-hmm. if I am good or bad, Bad, I'll just say alhamdulillah it's like it's good either way yeah that's a good point you brought up how do you determine who to tell if you're not really good I don't think it's like determination per se I mean like relating to a podcast that you guys uh, posted about community for example it's like probably going to be someone within your community and then even with that is like it's like someone you're you've already maybe 
spilled your uh, hearts out to, to, to them before or something like that. Like if it was a certain friend, your mom, that you're used to always just uh, ranting to them about like, Ugh, I'm going to fail this exam. Ugh, I didn't like this day or something like that. I was wondering, like, what if you're not the kind of person that is, tells people often how you're feeling or what you're going through? Like some people, they maybe they have their journal or whatever, and they tell their journal everything. Or maybe some people just they don't want to unpack their entire life onto other people. Like, what would you say for people like that? Um. Okay, so I guess I'll take this one because I think I'm one of those kind of per- people that I'll like to be smile, like smiling and happy all the time. So I never like to weigh down people with my problems. I think, uh, Miss A, you can be a testify to this. In the last couple of years, I've had a lot of changes and a previous podcast. I'm not mm-hmm. good with that. And I have gotten comfortable with the point of talking about it because if I don't, I feel like I'm going to blow. And when I only talk to a few people in my circle, and that is probably my sister and a couple close friends, and that's probably it. So I think when we're figuring out who do we determine to confide in, I think it's who we trust the most. And oh, I forgot my mom. I was I talked to her about everything. <laughs> it's doesn't matter how long you knew someone. It's about a safe place. If that person provides you a piece of a sakina, a peace of mind, if you will, to be able to explore and elaborate on those feelings, even though you don't know how what you're feeling, you just feel you're just feeling is, I think, important to have and. Whether you confide in a journal, a friend, your mother, a younger sibling who doesn't even know what's going on. They're just listening because they want to make you feel better. But anything that I think that's important, but also this might be a little harsh for some of our audiences. Not everything you're going through is meant to be said out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually going to bring mm-hmm. up that I was going to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I'm, I'm beating around the bushes here. Not everything, I'm going to say this again. Not everything you're going through needs to be said out loud. Sometimes it just needs to be between you and Allah. And crying on that prayer mat or making dua is something that you need to do. And that's something I have learned just recently because I think validating those emotions yes it gives you a sense of pleasure but it does nothing for your sense of well-being it does nothing to improve your state of mind i feel like getting down on your knees and praying and like truly asking and one of the times that Allah subhanahu wa um, listens to our du'as is when it, his slave is crying on his knees in front of him and i think that's something that we should you do more. I don't see people do more, and I don't see people take time to just sit down and raise their hands and make that for something they truly want. I mean, to be fair, you don't really like. You're not like like. You don't want to see that. Not, you shouldn't be. She just you said it's between them and Allah. It. <laughs> I like, because like I don't hear that mm. enough. If that makes sense, we don't normalize mm-hmm. it. Then, I guess. Yeah. I think, but not everybody wants to talk about it though. Like some things, it's not like you tell the entire world. Oh, last night I was in that prayer mat crying it up. No one's thinking it's not. It's not like that. Yeah, true, but um, I I guess what I'm what what I meant was that we don't we don't hear that as a pro- probable solution to to turn to. Like people don't tell us, oh, yes. if you're having a problem, mm-hmm. turn to your Lord. Oh, if you have a problem, tell me what's going on. Like, I, let me see if I can fix it. That's what I hear, and I don't need a solution sometimes i just need a vent and yes 
I'm a problem-oriented person, so if I hear someone venting, I'm like, okay, I need to come up with a solution because that's just my instinct to help them make them feel better. I do have, like, two points based on what you said. One, um, just because you said it right now, so it popped in my head. Like, sometimes, you know, when you pray to Allah for something, that friend that you can, that, that gives you an answer might be your answer to the prayer. Let's say you're just struggling, and then all of a sudden your friend gives you a solution for whatever problem you need. That could be your answer. But obviously, like, some other problems are just between you and Allah. And then when you got off to, to the point about not everything that goes on in your life should be said. So even with um, like normal rants or that, you know, ever, ever, like let's say every single time someone asks you, are you okay? You keep saying, no, my life sucks. Or like, <laughs> no, I'm struggling. <laughs> like if you message. keep that so redundant, like sure you're being honest, but if you keep that so redundant versus, you know, even though it's like a motorized response, but at least you keep saying, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Like even with that, that becomes something like in your brain, like, oh yeah, I'm saying alhamdulillah because like I'm thankful for what I'm doing versus constantly ranting, you know, but at the end of the day, these problems are trivial. So it's like not, it doesn't have to be ranted to all the time. Like everybody that asks you, are you good? Be like, I don't have to tell you that I failed my exam yesterday. It's fine. I'm good. I don't need to (laughs) confide in you for that. That's exactly why I asked that question because I'm the kind of person where I interact with a lot of people on a daily basis, right? So I'm just like, as someone who I may not be an extrovert by interacting with a lot of people, I was just like, I'm curious for people who are like similar to me, who like, did they tell every single person they interact with like, oh, I'm not doing the best today? Or did they just keep it pushing and say, I'm fine, I'm humble, I'm called here. That's why I was curious about like, who do you tell? Like, I'm not really fine. And also, also because I was curious, because sometimes e- even if you're friends that you, you share deep things with, sometimes you may not be in the space where you have the time to tell them that, oh, this and this is happening in my life. Sometimes you're just like, maybe you see them in passing on the way to do something else or they're on the way to class or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the time to stop and tell them, girl, last night something happened to me. You don't have time for that, right? So I just, that's why I was mm-hmm. curious about like, how do you decide when to tell people and who to tell? Sometimes it's even random. Like, honestly, sometimes I like just meet a random person and then like, you know, Salam, Salam, like, how are you? It's like, what's your name? What's your name? How are you doing? And it's like, then I just all of a sudden start ranting. I'm just like, where I did know, that come from? I don't like, overshare. I didn't tell that to anybody. What the? <laughs> That's the problem. Like, I feel like people who overshare as well as now they feel like I don't, who do I share with? Because I don't want to be, because you know when you share something with somebody and then you regret sharing it with them? Because it's like, I shouldn't have said that to that person. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, mm. So that's something that I like. I don't kind of understand is when we share things and we like you I don't understand like how all of a sudden I could share something that I will never share with someone else with a random stranger that I've met like two minutes ago I don't understand that I don't get no, reflection that. room. Something about that room. If you ever into reflections, sometimes you'll be sharing your deepest, darkest secrets that you've never shared with a single living human being with some random person you met in that class in that room. Something about that room. I don't know. But some of the people in that room, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just like, why did I just tell you my my entire life story in the span of ten minutes? For the listeners who do not know what <laughs> Reflections Room is, yes, because did. Zainab forgot to mention yes, that, yes. it is the room in the prayer area at our university. Thank you. Just because Ms. Zainab H. didn't mention that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Miss H. I got you. That was hilarious. I would have um, done that, but um, I couldn't have said it better than Miss H. <laughs> yeah, because something about that room. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't want to draw it back to saying that when we when we do that automated response, that fine, I'm doing alhamdulillah, what's the difference between 
ranting and then just being a negative Nancy, like, or being someone who, uh, that I don't know how else, being someone who's just Ooh. constantly consumed by, like, negativity. I have a response for this. I have met people like this in my life. All oh. I'm going to say is that <laughs> if you're being negative Nancy... <laughs> no if you're being negative nancy it means that every time i see you something bad is always happening in your life and you always really need to tell me that constantly like is it every day something bad is happening to you like relax babe i'm sure there's at least one thing in your life that you can be grateful for right mm-hmm. or maybe it's somebody who likes you can, you can have bad things happening to you back to back to back, but there's no gratitude. Like there's no silver, silver lining. You don't see that there's there's some kind of benefit in what's happening to you or mm-hmm. that there's for, it's for a better good or that there's something else for it, right? All you see is that you're pain and suffering and you want me to know that. And you just, I, I feel like when you feel drained after talking to somebody every time or you feel like you're avoiding that person, that's negative Nancy. So the difference like between the ranting and just being negative. So it's like if someone, like, I feel like I'm more of a negative or not negative, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm more of a ranter than a negative uh, Nancy because like I'll usually rant be like oh I have like you know four assignments three exams blah 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 but then I'm like okay I'm good alhamdulillah like next like next week is Thanksgiving break like we're good like I have a week off yay um but for like a negative uh person it's like you know every single time I ask them it's like even if it's the same thing repeated I never hear them say they look forward to something or like alhamdulillah or they're good with something no every single time I'm I'm listening to you even if it's the same thing it's just like you're just always complaining or you just always hate what's going on just tell me that you're gonna do something this weekend i'll be happy about that just do something else (laughs) honestly i also want to ask you guys what is what do you guys do to keep yourself in check like when you know you're having a bad day and you know that it's gonna be like it's gonna be a rough week or it's gonna be a rough month you know that what are some things you guys do to just keep yourself like humble and like remembering and like constantly just looking forward for something like gratitude what do you guys do to to keep that gratitude or semblance alive in you i journal my friends come at me for this because they're jealous anyways (laughs) but i love to journal because I noticed that when I don't journal, especially in the past couple of weeks, if I don't journal, I'm going to be sharing my business like no one's business. So I journal so I don't have to share certain things that don't need to be shared, but also so I can process how I'm feeling and how I came to feel the way I'm feeling in terms of like, why am I feeling this way? And what's the deeper reason why this is affecting me the way it is, right? So I journal for that, but also so I can, after I've essentially complained about what's happening in my life and debunked it and taken it apart, I like to end my journal entries with just like things that I'm grateful for. Like, even though this and this is happening in my life, alhamdulillah, this, I have something else to look forward to, or it could be worse, or I've been through worse and I've survived it and I'm doing a lot better, right? So I like to end my journal entries with things that I'm grateful for that even though something's not going to where I want it to, at least I'm doing well and at least there's something else for me to look forward to. So I journal to keep myself sane, but what I've been doing lately to also like keep myself in check because it's been really helpful. It's, really, it's been rough, y'all. Like these couple of weeks have been very mm-hmm. rough, especially now that <laughs> fall break is coming and like finals are coming. Like, the slacking been, has oh, been on a hundred percent for me. Yes. <laughs> what I've been doing is actually I've been turning to like my community, like my friends, my family, because those are the people that keep me sane. Right. When I feel like I don't see a certain person enough, I'll search them out. I'll go to them and try to like hang out with them or like catch up or something, especially because I it may not seem like it, but I actually do think about my friends a lot. It, it may seem like I'm always busy really? doing up. I know it seems like I'm always busy doing everything, really? <laughs> but I really do think about y'all a lot. It's just that so I, whenever I feel like I haven't seen enough of somebody, I'll probably like go and search with them. 
Like I, I knew she's going to be there on that Monday, not, you know, from word of mouth, but I knew she was going to be there. So, and then when she, when she eventually did come, I was like, yay. But obviously I didn't tell her that, but <laughs> <laughs> I go in search of the people that I care for, who are my community, who care for me and pour back into me. And I pour into them mm-hmm. and just try to like, I feel like, cause that makes me realize that there's so much more to life. You know, that there's a lot of tweets on Twitter where people are saying, you know, when you hang out with your friends and then you feel like life is worth living, it's kind mm-hmm. of like that where you Aww. hang out with the people who make you feel a certain kind of way, who make you feel like alive and that life is worth living. And there's so much more to it. And also that they met, you're also reminded that this is just like, this is just done yet, right? Like this world is going to end eventually. And, but you have the afterlife to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So those are, it's good to interact with people who uplift you and remind you of the bigger picture that's how i keep myself sane in a sense yeah what about you miss h look at zaynab <laughs> zaynab trying to get into the hereafter and everything but, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, of course they do yeah, yeah but um i feel like mine would be a little different like my answer to this question would be different from a lot of people my personality is very very in the moment so like when people say I've dealt with stress like for a long time where I went a month where I wasn't eating well, blah, blah, blah. Like I can't recall having those moments. Alhamdulillah, but it does come with like cons. But like, so when people say like, how do you keep yourself in check when you feel like, oh, you're going down a slippery slope or something? Like even if I feel like I'm so stressed with homework or whatever, I indulge myself. Like when people say like, treat yourself, I'm always treating myself. I'm like, I want to be happy today. What am I going to do? I'm going to go watch something. I'm going to go eat something. It's like, I'm always, you know, treating myself. And it's just like, I want to be happy. But at the end of the day, I want to be happy. I don't want to go to bed and be like, oh, I have four exams tomorrow. No, I don't want to do that. But um, it did come at a, a price uh, recently where I did go through like a, a part where I was like, emotionally, I was going through all just a lot and I didn't know how to handle that because I had never handled it before mm-hmm. and it wasn't something that I could like put to sleep go away treat myself it wasn't working I ended up like breaking like breaking down in front of a friend ever so randomly like five minutes before class I started crying I was like I don't know what I'm supposed to do so it's like you know the trade-off it's like yeah I'm like happy myself but it's like I wasn't able to really ever deal with those emotions so I didn't have practice versus like for example Zainab she said that she goes with journaling and if she doesn't do it then she feels like she's slipping I didn't, I don't have that, you know, like go back and do this type of thing. Um, So that's where the trade-off came. From what I'm grasping from both of you, learning to like regulate yourself, because if you don't, like, I'm going to use this metaphor because I love it. It's the glass metaphor where you fill your water and you empty out your water. So like you need to fill it. If you notice that you're spilling at the top, you need to fill it into another glass and then put that in multiple glasses and not just one glass. Because if you pour yourself in one glass, that person's going to get overwhelmed or um, if that makes sense. And like, as Jaina was saying that she journals, I love journaling. Journaling is a, in my opinion, the best way to um, put out all those unfilled emotions or felt emotions that you don't know what you're going to do with and put it in a glass that's never ending because you, all you need to do is buy another notebook if you finished an your notebook, if that makes sense. Exactly. Prop star writers, <laughs> two, two, two journaling hosts. Mashallah, love, love it. <laughs> but, um... No, but honestly, thank you for sharing that. Honestly, personally, I'm also that kind of person, but I don't share it often. <laughs> I feel like I definitely am the problem in regards to like, if I want to be happy, I'm going to like, I'm the kind of person where like, even in high school, if it's not done by 10 o'clock, I'm going to sleep respectfully, right? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Let me tell you my coping mechanism. Right? Let me, let me tell you me. So when I'm really stressed out, I 
don't talk to anyone. And if I see someone, I overload them. And so I felt last semester, I overloaded her with a bunch of, th- uh, sorry, Miss H, <laughs> with a bunch of things that she probably didn't even need to know. I just like, just told her. And honestly, sometimes I would just sit down and I'm like, okay. Why? I did that. I don't know <laughs> I why. Probably, like, I probably didn't... talked back with her. Like she would, she would like bounce off of me and I would like bounce it back so well that at this point, like she's telling me that she ranted to me and I'm just trying to recall when that was because all my memories are good ones. <laughs> like all my memories are sitting with her. Like, yeah, obviously we had like conversations that were deep and everything like that, but I'm just like, we ended them on a yeah, good note. So it's like, I can't remember them ever being bad. So <laughs> That's something I wanted to say when you're with a really good friend or when you're with friends and you use them as a sounding board or you use them to get off all those emotions but someone who's you need to be for me personally I need to be around someone who I'm really comfortable with and if I'm able to do that I am good because they I always feel like at the end of the day I'm always drawn back to what I'm grateful for because I am grateful for them I'm grateful for like hey there's always like saying hey there's always a silver lining or like having belief or that Allah will make this better or that something's better is gonna happen my friends remind me of that and um whether they do it with their mouths or what by their presence they just remind me of that um and so i truly enjoyed that but as someone who doesn't have many friends in um the uae i have no one here <laughs> i have do- gone to video vlogging of my craziness so they're Not random <laughs> yeah they're random clips throughout my phone of me just either like fake screaming <laughs> in the weirdest way or like me staring at my laptop and being like what the heck am I doing with that <laughs> you guys just ever want to just remind scream? you we have been blessed with phones right <laughs> our phone works both ways if you need to call like you know alhamdulillah we got that okay yeah so um l- let me tell you this story about this when I need to call everyone is asleep <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. You're right. And um, I have to stay up until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning to call someone to, like, but when I have to, like, stay up to call my sister, I'm just, like... I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to sleep. Just give, just, just give us like, like a warning, like either, you know, at some point be like today I need to call and then we'll stay up for you. Oh, <laughs> just give us like a, give so us like a warning. Sweet. Give us like a but meeting my, time, you know? My, my stress levels um here because I'm completely remote has been off the charts. And it's, it's honestly due to the fact that I'm scared I'm, I'm going to miss something and that I missed a deadline. And some of these professors are ruthless with deadlines. So they're like, how, mm. how do you forget? We've been talking about it all class. And I'm like, I'm not in class. Okay, how about, how about, how about I tell you this just to like ease your mind? I had like three reflections due. I submitted them a month and a half after they were oh, due. Right. Oh, wow. J- just to put it out oh, like right. that, you know. Proud of you for doing that. At, at least, least you turned it in. Oh, yeah, thank you. at least you turned it in. But <laughs> yeah, for real, honestly. She was like, at the very end, she was like, she had the due dates and everything. And then she's like, if you have any missing work, you know, submit it by this date. And I still missed that date. <laughs> <laughs> I submitted it like the morning after. You know what's so funny? Like, you submitted a whole month after. Whereas for me, even if it's a minute late, I'll be in my bed crying. I don't cry, but I'll just be like, why? 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 I'm pretty sure I told people around me that I have those reflections due, like, since they were due all the time. Like, I kept saying, I have those reflections due. I have those reflections due. I never got it done. And it's like, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm chilling. Like, I would go home. Like, I'd come back home and be like, hmm, write the reflections, watch a movie. Yeah. Just watch mm. a movie. <laughs> I agree with you. 
with you. So something that I've noticed is that um, when a teacher with deadlines, if I miss it, I'm not going to do it until the very last degree. So there's this one <laughs> class that we have discussion boards do every week. I think I have Ugh. missed, I like every other week I would miss a discussion board. And I'm like, okay, you know, start getting on my aching about this. And I was talking to um, one of my classmates because she's on there. She goes, oh, yeah, did you know he just minuses five points from um, each discussion board you miss if you just submit by December 5th? I was like, what? Nice. <laughs> when? Like, but my whole thing is like, why are you missing discussion boards? Aren't you a journaler? Ooh. I think that's the word journaler. I don't know. <laughs> like for the reflections, she came the reflections, for you. I struggle. No, the reflections, I struggled with them because it's like, you know, it was like reflect on like what you observed. And I'm sitting there like, I would gladly give a presentation <laughs> than have me sit and write this. Like, I can't do that. Like, I will give you a presentation. I will. I don't know what it is, but I just can't sit and write this. I think the reason why I like push off sometimes doing on work is because something comes up or something happens and uh, I'm gonna alhamdulillah I have like I have family here um my mom's cousin and she has kids they're two she has two amazing young girls and a little boy and they have become kind of my like social network if that makes sense they're adorable um every week i would come out and teach them something and so they're homeschooled here they're not they don't go to like private or public school and so they have like these like holocaust sermon things and they need like young girls young adults and like role models to like attend these things to give these girls like um someone to look up to kind of thing and i have recently just taken on that role and i I'm not a role model by any means. I don't think. Interesting. I don't think I am a role model. Oh my god! <laughs> it's um, always the people who are role models that think they're not role models. Like, no, no, come no. On. I, it's always the people you don't expect. No, like, I'm telling you, I, I have previous podcast. I'm a baby. You guys know that. I am the baby of my family. I'm. I like mm-hmm. to be treated like the baby. I like to be treated like the youngest. Yes, girl. I don't like responsibility. No. <laughs> if you, if I can pawn it off, I'll pawn it off. <laughs> and then she takes the role model, right? Yeah. yeah. You see, NJ, you have to believe in your sauce. You really do. No, I am going to truly, firmly believe that I am not a role model, but I think I can give these kids something that no one else can and that's something that I want to do. So that's just what pushing me forward with them. But that's... My brain, like, what can can NJ give? What can can NJ give? (laughs) I can give a safe environment. How's that? Mm. Okay. No, I can't. Okay, I'm no. proud of you. Look at you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's um, I'm not I used kid. to being the big sister, and so I. You know. <laughs> I, I think the reason why she took it is because she really wanted to try it. Yeah. She's like, hmm, I want to take my sister's yeah. role because first. I have Let no friends. Let's make some friends. <laughs> One thing is like, I want to, um, I want to feel what it feels like for people who actually take on that responsibility, whether they have siblings or they actively seek out the role of being a big sister kind of thing. And I want mm-hmm. um, to feel that. And okay. I think from my, from the couple months that I've been here, my experience is that it's probably one of the most gratifying experiences. On top of that, it's probably one of the most heartbreaking experiences because you mm-hmm. you see some of the things these girls do and then you're like, oh my God, I wish someone would have told you that. Like, no, you, you don't do that. Or like, 
something. Well, you have to remember that you're elaborate, not their mom. Elaborate on the gratifying part because I'm sitting here like gratifying. It, it's gratifying because <laughs> where um, the sense of happiness they get when you approve something. Like the other week, they had an all girls party, and the main reason why is because they all wanted to dress up because they don't dress up like on a daily basis they don't like put on makeup i've been i've been meaning to go a party because i want to dress <laughs> yeah, up like, I party. Be girls, like finding Hit me some... up. <laughs> i'm just uh, kidding <laughs> I think <laughs> we're all hijabis here so dressing up yes, like putting on makeup wearing heels finding a cute dress that is modest is difficult so going to an all-girls party is something where we can do to just have fun like that. so the girls mm-hmm, are having mm-hmm. this and they're getting ready and i not one to dress up much unless you tell me I have to dress up. And so my hmm. uh, my cousin, she's, I think she's 11 or 12. She goes, she calls me Baji. She goes, NJ Baji, you need to dress up. I want to see the gold bangles. I want to see the earrings. I want to <laughs> see the hair. You need to dress up. I was like, okay. <laughs> I have no hair products. So I, don't, I can't strain. My hair is like <laughs> wavy curly frizz. Um, I put on like a formal dress that I brought and it was cut like it was a little short like my ankles are shit showing and stuff and I was scandalous just, like, yeah <laughs> I put socks over it by the way <laughs> ma'am <laughs> and I walked out you're and supposed I, to be scandalous no no I got to the party and I ended up wearing my hijab half off because I was so subconscious of 11th of 11 year olds <laughs> no but i get your point it's like it's like being happy seeing them happy yeah kind of like yeah. that and yeah and seeing yeah. them learn mm-hmm. from their mistakes is well, another thing that i really enjoy mm-hmm. um i but you have to remember that you're not their parent though i yeah. think that's the problem with like mentorship not, like maybe like older sibling roles in a sense where like you want to like tell when they're doing something that you not you don't necessarily approve of but it's not the worst like you want to tell them don't do that blah 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 right but you're not their parent like you can't take on the role as a parent because that can get dangerous yeah so that's something um I think I did pretty good in because I just took on the role of listening so if she's having an issue I listen I don't give advice I don't give her I just I'm there because that's something that I I think um she needed just hearing her out I didn't validate any of her emotions. I, I just wanted her to have a place that she can talk. And sometimes she comes to the conclusion by her own. Sometimes I'm like, hey, don't you think you need to talk to your mom about that? And she goes, maybe. And I'll give my um, aunt a heads up and she'll talk to them about it. But that's something that I think I've done pretty good <laughs> with. I Okay, I just want to comment on that because... I literally just finished a training two days ago. It's for teachers talking to their students, at-risk students that you need to send to the counselor. But that is the exact method that we, like the training was telling us to do. It's like you reflect with their answers and then try to gather as much information if they're like at risk for just like uh, maybe they're stressing or whatever. You try to send them to the counselor. You go with them to the counselor. You give them a heads up. Well, it's literally carbon copy what you just said. (laughs) I did not even know I was doing that. But (laughs) I think the, um, see, I, again, I told you I'm a biggest responsibility phobe. Like I can't do it. So if I'm responsible (laughs) for a kid, I do not want my words to be responsible for them. Like, I don't want my, like, advice to be law. And I know these girls are going to probably do my advice as law. So that's one of the reasons why I just am, like, not going to give you advice. Because they'll take it as law. And I who knows? I'm not perfect. I'm not 
right and saying something one way works for me one way works for someone else so that's one of the main reasons why i did not want to give advice or give nasiha out is because of that i don't want them thinking oh she does it why can't i do it and if their parents don't agree with what i'm saying i don't want that coming back to me true but i feel like even kids are so impressionable whereas like even if you don't say something sometimes the way you act they'll take it on as law and then they'll start to act the way you're acting in a sense yeah they'll be like oh um sister nj does this i should probably do this as well i act like um a how do a let's say eight-year-old who's at a new party who knows no one just in the corner that's how i act <laughs> i mean yeah everybody wears socks if you're dressed like i'm not over okay, that okay listen i'm done with this conversation can we we're gonna go on a <laughs> tangent let's switch it up please since we're talking about how we're doing how are you guys doing <laughs> I'm good to have the laugh. Oh my god. You learned nothing from this I had, episode. I had to throw that in. No, I had to I had to throw that in. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, that's good. Um I honestly <laughs> uh, honestly for me, I'm I'm actually doing great. Yeah, yeah, I'm says the girl who literally a couple minutes ago was like, This has been the most stressful yeah, time. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm it, um She journaled yeah. enough. She journaled enough. Um, emotionally and spiritually i'm doing great work-wise stress-wise i'm kind of drowning it's just because it's work stress everyone has that i mean my senior year it's tough it's gonna we're riding the wind kind of thing so that's pretty much it i i don't have any like i can't wait to be back that's what i'm happy about i can't wait either i can't wait either finally I think I am so excited for next semester because it's my senior capstone semester. And just a heads up, uh, I will be using this podcast for my senior capstone (coughs) future (laughs) episodes. We might have to gear towards um, (coughs) education. Just letting you know. Cough, cough, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, for real? Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I just like it didn't I just processed it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be a good idea because um we're hitting two birds with one stone and I think that um because with senior captains, they get noticed more and they get put into mm-hmm. a booklet, they get put into presentations, and I thought that would be amazing marketing for us. And I'm like, why not? I'm already airing it out kinda so to speak. I'm already talking, I'm already putting myself out on the air. Might as well put myself to a bigger audience who isn't Muslim and hopefully we can connect with them. Okay, to basically summarize, I think what um, I can speak for myself, you guys can chime in if um, I'm not saying it fully, um, is that to know that you're not fine is probably the first step. Second step is learn who your confidence are. Go to your people who you trust, people you can rely on basically, or Take mm-hmm. other methods such as um, go to praying, journaling, recording like me. There's a there's random clips of me doing crazy things, me dancing. I literally just sent me <laughs> dancing like midnight concerts. <laughs> yeah, I literally <laughs> sent a midnight concert to um, my sister, and both of them both responded they were like, "I'm cry laughing in the car on a way to a meeting," <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm like, "I'm glad I brought some joy to your life," kind of thing. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. Wait, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about you know people sharing how they're really feeling like maybe on like social media or something, right? Because like let's say like some people like like Twitter. Some people use Twitter just to like share their random thoughts, which is very 
interesting sometimes, which is fine if you don't have a ton of followers, but like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like there's a time and a place and there's just like some places where you shouldn't. Social media is not it. Yeah. Put like your- even before just the random feelings, even just posting, like if you got into the point where you're posting about your random feelings, then you're already at the point where you're posting everything about your life on social media and you shouldn't even be at that level. That's true. Like, it should not even be there so that the fact that you're like what was your what was your goal posting it on there just to have people go lol haha so funny or like some random person that says oh you should do this it's like at, at that point just talk to the people around you you don't have to post it on social media i feel media. like the reason mm-hmm. and it, and sorry it, continue miss h no no i feel like <laughs> you're good yeah, i'm you're done good. i feel like the main reason we see that in this generation is to feel validated mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it you uh you, we don't have to we are an emotionally sensitive generation. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we are very sensitive and we always need to feel validated. And I think that comes from, like, if we're looking at it from a generational standpoint, like, boomers did not validate millennials enough. And so when they're raising their kids, they're, or they're like, oh, we need our generation X. They weren't validated enough. And so now when they're raising their kids, they validated every single emotion. And then I'm... I'm thinking about this and I'm like, not everything, we kind of like hit the mark, not everything needs to be validated. If the kid is three years old throwing a tantrum over the fact that he can't have candy, let him throw a tantrum. Don't validate his emotions and be like, I know you're mad. I know you're mad. You can have a candy. And I <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, that's a lot of problems. Like, Ooh. like, there's so much research nowadays that like, just the fact that that uh, parents aren't saying no to their kids Mm -hmm. just that establishment like you have to be able to establish saying no because at that point when people like they always have they always have those memes of like you know nowadays kids own parents that's literally why because they feel like my parents always told me no I'm gonna say yes to my kid from now on and then they literally own you when they grow up it's like you're always gonna be saying yes and they won't like it'll be too late for you to enforce anything on them that that you fact that they you want them to do something is too late like mm-hmm. those those years when they're throwing a tantrum, that's where you establish, you know, how do you want to go about dealing with anything that your son goes through or your daughter? Mm-hmm. This generation is a um, validation generation and everything needs to be validated. Web- and especially on social media, because all of us are thriving on it. We've used it as a market for selling, promoting, mm-hmm. content creation, and it's a thriving market and it's some of the best things I've seen on there and some of the worst things I've seen on there so I think learning to that not everything needs to be validated is something that our generation needs to um get a hold of because which ties into like the whole me myself and mm-hmm. I kind of western idea nowadays that literally ties back into that it's like mm-hmm. no I want to do that I want to do that it's like I don't care what the norms are <laughs> yes I don't care what's actually correct I don't have to care what's morally or like factually correct it's like no 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 I I do this this is my way mm-hmm. no <laughs> it doesn't I work this question, and then sorry I asked this question because on there was a time where like the things like let's say snapchat do you know when people would post like the black screen i'm logging out don't hit me up that kind of thing right yeah and then there's also the serious issue of maybe of 
be kind culture on social media where people are saying you just be kind to other people when they're expressing how they're really feeling because that's how because the people who are when you comfort people when they express how they're really feeling it makes them feel bad and anyone and then some people commit suicide blah 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 so like it's kind of like what's the line between like be kind culture and also like just ridiculous as like the snapchat black screen of i'm logging out because like sometimes when people used to do that it was a very ridiculous in my opinion because like respectfully you can just log out and no one needs to know that you're logging out <laughs> like or you don't have to like post your entire life story on like a small like a snapchat story or like all those blobs you know i see people they post like a black screen and it's all it's just a bunch of words it's just like respectfully that was not necessary you could cut that in the group chat or the drafts even <laughs> so it's just like i don't know those are those are I feel like those are two separate ways social media can be used. Yeah. You're either using social media again just like uh, NJ said for validation you're posting everything about you you want everybody to see your new house your kids which I don't know why people are recording their kids like no don't do that. I'm pretty sure they're going to grow up and hate you. I never talk anyway, like for another day. <laughs> it's like you have you have yeah literally uh, um so you have like that side where they're just posting everything about them or the whole be kind thing. It's like you can use social media as a powerful tool to bring out good. So anything we've seen this in a sense, it's like anything can be used for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like any NAMA that we've been given can be used for good or bad. Social media is the same way. Either you're destroying yourself by using it to indulge your whole life and you throw out everything about you on there, or you're using it. No, I want to bring awareness about this topic. I want to post this hadith. I want to post this. I want to post that. It's like, I'll use it for good. So that's just those two spectrums of like, which way are you going to go with your social media account? I yeah. also think that um, as content creators, we have an obligation slash responsibility of what we put out there. And that goes for mm-hmm. anyone who posts on social media that is public to the world. You have an obligation. I don't know if whether you feel morally or ethically or spiritually inclined to do it is up to you. Um, but we do have an obligation and what we do say is going to be out there forever and it's going to be hold accountable to us and especially on the day of judgment. So mm, I guess heavy on I, that. I guess what I'm saying is when you post something, you need to check yourself, check your intention for the reason why you're posting it. Why are you here? Is it to post for validation? Is it to post to gain knowledge? Is it to post to um, gain attraction? Like, why are you here? And if you can answer, and what image are you mm-hmm. setting as well? Very much so. And if yes. you can answer that question at like lightning speed, then you are golden. If you can't answer that question and you're justifying it by going around in moves, then that is something you need to um, take a step back and think. Yeah, honestly, I say this all to say that when it comes to I'm fine on time to like culture, like in terms of social media, some things should be left in the draft. A lot of things should be left in the drafts. Y'all, I feel like discernment is very key in terms of like discerning what should I share with the world, what should I not share. And the same can apply to when somebody asks you in person, how are you doing? You can decide whether or not if this is the time and place to tell that person I'm doing well or I'm not doing well. And, or, and you also need to decide if what kind of relationship you have with that person, right? Is this somebody that you've shared with before or that someone is who's within your own community that you formed right that you feel comfortable sharing things with if that is sure tell them the truth or if you have the time to tell them the truth but if it's like in passing y'all have somewhere to go or this is somebody that you're not it's not within your community they're more of like an outsider of your community you're just like it's more of a high buy kind of relationship don't tell them your entire life story they don't need to know everything that's going on in your life also because sometimes that can be seen as like maybe 
negative, especially if it's someone that you don't talk to often. And every time I see you, you have something bad to say, like something's always happening that in your life that's not good. Mm-hmm. It, it can get a bit impression. redundant, right? Yeah, it gives a different exactly. impression. Exactly. Because if that's not who you are as a person, you are not a negative mm-hmm. person. But if you had that one person that only hears one thing from you, they're going exactly. to assume the opposite of who you are. And that mm-hmm. reflects on you as a person because you, you know you're not that. You want to be, mm-hmm. um, you just need an outlet. And finding a healthy um, outlet is probably the goal or takeaway from this whole podcast is finding someone exactly. or something. And I prefer it be something over someone just because... Once you fully processed out those emotions, you can talk tell someone because you understand why you felt the you understand what's going on with. But Miss Age was saying, uh, speaking back to her, like how she was passing around a friend, and then she just like started crying, and you know, those are moments when we need to realize that we need a person, and mm-hmm. whether it's also that like, you need to process your emotions before they get too deep. I think it was the processing the emotions thing. I just, it's like, I've never had so many, right? And it's like, even even when she asked, like, what's what's, what's going on? It's like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But back to uh, what uh, both of y'all were saying, like, even, like, before you even decide if this is the person or a place to say it, even before that, it's like, should I even say it? So it's like, back yes. to, like, tying back to an Islam, it's like, it's like say good or don't say anything at all. It's like, are do you, like, is this, is there a need for you to say it? Like, are you going to this person purely for rant? You don't even want uh, a response is just for ranting, which I which I do a lot. I just simply rant and I don't need any responses. Or is it, no, I'm trying to reach out because I need help, right? If it's just ranting, um, then I, like, if it's, it, like, don't do it in, exce- in excessive uh, measures. Just keep that to yourself. And before you even have to reach out to a person, see if, like, just simply making du'a, making istikhara, see if just reaching out to Allah, like, resolves all your all your emotions yeah right? people can have 180 turns I'm just by making a simple istikhara right? or making yani a lot like i hope to like wake up the next morning feeling better you wake up feeling better inshallah and um i think what I, the last thing i want to say it's okay to not be fine sometimes it's okay everyone has those moments it's okay not to be yeah, okay it's okay not yeah. to be okay <laughs> that's the reference if you get um, it you get it yeah, if you have, you can have those moments, and they're not moments of weaknesses, they're just moments of struggle, and that's what this dunya is for. Moments of growth, exactly. Yeah, but honestly, long story short, take a break before the break takes you, and second of all, <laughs> read the room, like, respectfully, yes. read the room, like, some things you just, you could tell if you read the room. Some people don't read the room. And then, and then most importantly... Go back to your Lord. Yeah, yes. because... he, he is your answer for everything. And if you pray, you want a solution, and then the next day, you your best friend shows up at random with cookies. That is your answer right there. Ooh. She was sent there, right there, to, to, for you to spill that. all your heart out. <laughs> Honestly, this was great. Like, it was great talking to you guys and hearing about your perspectives. And I feel like it was good that you reinforced the fact that it's okay to not be okay. Because I feel like we're asking people to tell people their entire life story. And really, we're not. We're just saying that essentially what we've already said before. But if you're not feeling okay, that's perfectly fine. Please do reach out if you're not feeling the best. Like, there's people who want to help you, resources. There's a hotline, suicide hotline, if you're in that situation. But definitely reach that out. There's always people the who want to help and resources. In that situation. <laughs> Sorry. 
Girl, it's like if, if they're at that stage, let's let let's talk like one on one. Go to a sheikh. Like we got yeah. you. Like because <laughs> I was like trigger warning. So let me just yeah. But I, I definitely very big out. Islamic trigger warning yeah. at that. If you have any questions, concerns, or if again, I know not everyone can find their community or find their people, and they're struggling because they don't have that. Let us be your people. Our DMs are open. Um, you can email DM us personally, email us, or DM us on the account. But we're open. Mm-hmm. Or just by listening to us, we're always here. So, like, have fun with that. Yeah. And we'll refer you to other people if we can't help because I'm not a therapist. But I'm not help. a therapist, too. The most <laughs> advice I will probably give you people is suck it up, buttercup, and move on. <laughs> Says the girl who who came who came uh, says the girl who came to me for advice. (laughs) She's like, yeah, we're here for you, but also suck it up. Listen, (laughs) don't expose me. (laughs) No, but thank you so much, Miss H, for coming to speak to us today and enlightening us and providing us with that that rich Islamic knowledge and does that reminder that we very much need as individuals in this world, in this very temporary world. I really appreciate coming and your excitement and wanting to come and join the podcast. And we look forward to speaking with you Thank again. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, thank you come for having back. me. Come back. Definitely. Absolutely. Let us know if you want Miss my, H back. My mic is always ready. My mic is always ready. Um, In the comment section, tell us, let us know if you want Miss H back, if you enjoyed what she was telling us. And if you didn't, mind your business. Don't say anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't need that hate I on here. Exactly. I want to sign off by saying it's a pleasure to have Miss H on here. And anything that I we have said, hold it with a grain of salt. Yeah, don't cancel me, please. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. but I said what I said. So what I meant, I said what I meant. Period. Thank you very much. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I'm Zainab. I'm NJ. And you're listening to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you.